Jess Corcoran. And I'm Laura McCann. Welcome to the Thriving While Nine to Fiving podcast. Everybody, welcome to episode seven of the podcast. I literally say that exactly the same every time. Um, very pleased this week. We're, we're seven minutes apart by car, but we're both actually recording from Liverpool, which is exciting. I mean, we're still looking at each other from across the screen, um, but that's really exciting. So with that, we'll kick off. And instead of doing highs and lows this week, we're going to talk about our weekly wins. So Laura, I'm handing over to you to tell me some of your weekly wins. So I think for me this week, it's like a massive win in that I had my birthday. Um, So yeah, in terms of recording the podcast, it was yesterday. But when you guys actually start getting to listen to it, it was like last Tuesday. So my birthday's the 13th. Um, And yeah, do you know what? Like, I don't know if you find this just as like a a bit of a Christian thing or whatever. But I think for me, because obviously my birthday's always around Easter, and the whole point of Easter is like the, you know, you kind of reflect on things and you have the the big sad day, which is Good Friday. And then you have yeah, that whole yeah. um, really good resurrection Sunday. For me, I actually find my birthday is like my own personal New Year. And I take... And it's, I, I like that. And it's more of like a refreshing thing. Yes. Than totally. the 31st of December for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like... And as well, you know, we've talked about it on the podcast and stuff, and I've like I, I do my best to be quite open about it because you know I think I feel like we should be, but mm-hmm. um you know going through like twenty six for me was CBT sorting my teeth out as a result mm-hmm. of that bit <laughs> like yeah <laughs> um moving to London and like just all those sorts of things and like I feel like twenty six obviously you know COVID as well um and just how do you deal with your first pandemic? Um, <laughs> and I don't want to be one of those people that is like, oh my goodness, well, the pandemic's actually been really good for me because cause obviously, like, it's been really difficult and, like, yeah. it's a bit shit. Yeah. But I feel, you know, in that time, in those 12 months of being 26, I did so much me work and put so much effort into Like, nothing changes until you make the effort to change, like, so all those sorts of things. So it was a bit of a slog in some parts. And now I've kind of hit that 27 bit. And I'm just like, it feels like such a win. And actually, I don't think I've looked forward to a year more. And I, I love that. Thanks. And I don't think I felt like more relaxed or anything about it either. Yeah. Like the thing is, you know, I genuinely feel I know what I want now. I know what I'm passionate about, I know who I want to be in my life and I know that I'm going to get there and just that kind of almost like quiet confidence in life is something yeah. I is such a brand new feeling to me but I really really have it so yeah I think it is a it is it's just a massive win to like have got to this point anyway but it's so lovely that it does tie in like with my birthday and stuff so I can like go for it from the off as it were and then obviously it's like a a countrywide win that actually covid is chill enough now and we're you know in enough control of it that i have been able to come back to my parents and that and spend this time with them um and i'm gonna get to do some 
in the garden, socially distanced drinks and mm-hmm. whatnot with people. Um, Lovely. Because that's the thing as well. Like I've, I've never been massive on birthdays, as I've definitely mentioned on this, but with my birthday being an Easter holiday so much, I have always seen it's that opportunity of getting everyone together and like, mm-hmm. oh, we're not in school or uni at the moment, da, 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 da. like come over because it's my birthday. And mm-hmm. that's been such a vibe this year too. Like just being able to say to people, do you know what? I happen to have been born, but... We haven't seen yeah. each other and it just makes it so much more relaxed and just enjoyable. So, yeah. Love it. I'm like, if people could see me, I'm like full on beaming here because that's just great. Like everything you've said, like 100%, like I'm made up and I'm excited to see what the next year brings for you. I'm sure it'll bring loads of amazing things. Thanks, pal. <laughs> I'm excited to do it with you. <laughs> <laughs> so go on, tell me about your weekly wins. So I've got three, so I'm going to reel through them quite quickly. Um, so the first one is um, advocating for myself, right? And this sounds, ridic- this sounds ridiculous, but this is like a big deal for me. So maybe on the podcast, I come across quite confident. And even if you know me, like I- I'm pro- in some ways I'm not confident, but in other ways I am. Like I'm a confident speaker, all of that. But I really struggle to advocate for myself in like little tiny ways, like... You know, there's that meme, isn't there, where, like, and my hairdresser's always, she's amazing, but there's that meme where, like, you know, like, the hairdresser could, like, scalp you, and I would literally just sit there and be like, thank you. Like, I just (laughs) really struggle. So, tiny thing, but on Saturday, met a friend for a walk in the park, and I got a coffee from the coffee shop there, and um, I asked for, like, a a latte with caramel syrup, and she told um the lady on the till and told the person making the drinks and she was like it's decaf oat milk latte and I'm thinking she's not said me syrup and that might sound like a little thing but I knew I wouldn't enjoy me coffee without me syrup and I like piped up and I was like with caramel syrup <laughs> and that might sound like such like a stupid thing to people but that was like a really big deal for me because normally I just sort of like put up and shut up yeah no, well done you. Like it is such a thing if you're not used to it, like going for it. Yeah. But I'll advocate for other people, no problem. Yeah. Like if you need help, you you know, I'll go and punch someone in the face. I shouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? I've got no problems like doing that for other people, but I struggle to do it for myself. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's one. Well, the done. second Thank you. The second win is the work related one. Again, such a tiny thing, but made a real difference to my day. Someone emailed me and asked me for like a little um little bit of information about something coming up. And so I sent them like three bullet points and then I was like, let me know if you need any more. And they replied, like, that's perfect. Thanks, Jess. And I read that like oh. and obviously it wasn't like it was like a tiny thing. But it just it just made me realise like how much like the words you make you choose and other people choose can make an impact on your day. Absolutely. So like I think it's just a reminder to people that like where you can, like use that positive language, yeah. like just be encouraging because like it literally <laughs> like there was no way you could call what I'd done perfect because it, it wasn't even in that like it was like three bullet points. But it really made me go, Oh, and I felt like validated and like like I was doing a good job. Yeah. That's really lovely. And like I think it's a it's just a good point as well, like to have manners about things, isn't it? Like if some yeah. I get terrible for it, but I always try and catch up on it where like someone will send me something and then if I'm in the middle of doing it, I'll just pick up the thing and I'll crack on. But I always do my best to try and go back, even if it's like a couple of days later and I just go, yeah. I didn't say it at the time, many apologies, but thank you for doing this. Cause it is just 
it's just nice when people do that. Um, so yeah, no, that's exactly. good. And I've actually got like a little in a folder in my inbox now at work where people send you those things of being like, oh, thanks for that. Oh, that's great. Da, da, da. I stick them all in there, and then when I'm having a crappy day or I'm really unmotivated, I'll sit and go through them and just be like, oh no, you do know what you're doing. Yeah. It's like the you know like the big ones when you get like really good e- you know you get like really good emails from people or like things like that that have you know got like great feedback or whatever <laughs> like sometimes I send them to me dad as a screenshot like it's a school report <laughs> you would think that I was twelve but like I don't know like you want you, like you want people to be proud of you don't you do you know what I mean that's so sweet um, I know I know sad um. But and then just the third one quickly. So I just want to give a shout out to an Instagram account called The Confidence Corner, which is run by two girls, Callie and Lauren. Um and they're creating a safe space for plus size women. They're doing a five day free challenge. And honestly, it's been amazing. There's like there's like I think there's like three thousand or more people on their Facebook group that they've made all private and everyone sharing their stories of like being like a plus size woman like across the world and it's just so empowering because like everyone is basically putting pictures of themselves on and talking and basically saying like they think other people look amazing but they don't see it themselves but I'm looking at all them people who don't think they're amazing thinking oh my gosh I would love to look like you so it's just giving me a bit of confidence and encouragement to be like like when someone says something nice about you like just believe them like believe that they're saying it for a reason like I've put some pictures up on Instagram of me and some outfits which I've never done before but I've always wanted to but I've just been too self-conscious in the past and you look fantastic in them by the way thank thank you but like you know like people are like writing lovely like comments below and stuff like that but some my brain still sometimes goes oh they're just saying that do you know what I mean? Like they, the feel, piss, they, they feel Honestly. they feel they feel sorry for me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Such like jokes. this fat girl in a in a dress, like What the hell was that? What the hell was that? What was that? <laughs> I don't know what's just happened there. Did something fall? Did but he anyway, something? I think my keyboard must have fell. Right. So it's down there. But we'll carry on. Maybe we'll include Harvey's bark. Um what was I saying? Yeah, that's how I feel sometimes, but I'm just trying to feel more confident in myself because I'm only ever going to, like, look back and regret regret it. And, yeah. like, I'm probably never going to look as good as I look right now, if you know what I mean, in the sense that, like, I'm young. And when I look back at other pictures of myself from, like, 15, I think, I think, look at that sad girl. She yeah. was so sad. She hated her body so much. But, like, she was beautiful. Like, why didn't she realise? So I've got to sort of apply that to myself now and just think people aren't laughing at you. And if they are laughing at you, well, at least I'm at least I'm going outside my comfort zone and trying new things and being different and they're probably just stuck in their own comfort zone. So, you know, it's difficult, but we roll with it. Um, You're welcome. But I've also... I've also got like a little serious thing to talk about just for a minute or two. Um, because we don't wanna we don't wanna like not talk about serious things on the podcast. I mean, like, I feel like we're very serious sometimes, but um sort of like a sad thing really is that my nan, who I've spoken about before, she's in hospital at the moment. Um, I mean she's eighty five next week. Um but in short, really, the doctors have kind of said there's not much else they can do to sort of like treat her. So, I mean, it's not going to be, well, I hope it's not going to be like, bye, tomorrow. Yeah. But, like, it's one of them. And it's just, like, I suppose it's just for an acknowledgement to anyone else is listening that, like, watching people you 
love deteriorate and knowing that they're not going to get better is really tough and you know it's a fact of life but it's just an encouragement to you know anyone that you know it's it's okay and you know things are hard but like i see you do you know what i mean i i appreciate if that's something that's you going through and it's tough so i just wanted to reference that it's just tough but i'm so sorry to hear that but you are thank you you know, unfortunately, it is a thing that happens to everybody at some point and in some way. Um, exactly. And I think, like, from what you've ever said before, you and your nan have a really good attitude about it and, you know, very honest about it. But within yeah, that... she won't be crying. <laughs> <laughs> within that, though, like, you get to... You get to be like that because you're so close and because you've had such a good relationship with each other and those sorts of things. And, like, having that with a grandparent is just incredible so you know it is hard and i fully fully like appreciate that and i am so sorry for you and your family to hear it but you know you're gonna have incredible memories with this woman and things like that there is as much as it's hard and it's sad once you work through those bits you're gonna have so much to be grateful for in the end up and exactly that's yeah, great exactly and just like i don't know like it, it is a part of life isn't it you've got to accept it but like I'm going into it, like, knowing that. Like, I'm facing my emotions. I'm not bottling them up. I'm, like, you know, I'm I'm going through it. Yeah. So, so yeah. That, that's, it's life, though, isn't it? As you say, it's life. So, of course, we need to do our, um, our usual weekly slot of shred it. So, talking about those workplace little things that we want to put in the shredder. Jess... What are you shredding this week? So, what I'm shredding this week is something I feel very passionate about. You've got so scouts as well. I can tell how passionate. <laughs> what I'm shredding this week is. <laughs> this is the problem as well, right? Because when we when we do the podcast, for anyone listening to it, my husband like sets up my sound for me and he makes me do like a trial run and he always like gets annoyed with me because apparently on the trial run, I just speak like this and I'm like, this is what I speak like all the way through. And then we get chatting about something that I get passionate about. And then I start talking like this <laughs> and I'm like down the microphone like listen everyone. My friend also told me the other day that I don't like enunciate my words and I don't make space between my words. So all me all me all my sentences just jumble into one. <laughs> and I never realised it before, but she's completely right. So what I'm shredding this week and I really hope, you know, we've talked about the world's, you know, maybe returning a bit more to normal. I do not want to go back to this life before. So what I want to shred is being in the office for the sake of being in the office. Like, you know, you've got a cold. Oh, oh, I've just got a cold. I feel sick. Oh, <laughs> and I'm so guilty of this because again, it's a thing about like you feel like you've always got to push yourself and like you can't just take a day off. Like that, it's the type of person I am. But you know, you don't know whose people that like, you're working with, them friends or family, whatever, are very vulnerable, and you're going in spreading your germs. Now, I fully appreciate that not everyone maybe works has a job that you're able to you know work from home but if you work in an office why should you be going in if you've got a cold when we've shown for the past year that you can work from home like surely it's the right thing and you know if you're having a bad mental health day but you still feel like you can crack on with some work and still give it your all but you can't face chatting to sally at the printer know what i mean you should just be able to be at home and just crack on with your work and get it done and also this is the biggest one 
I never want to have a period again in the office because why literally and men if you're listening this is literally what it's like we sit in a desk chair in pain for a week popping well up to a week popping ibuprofen and literally bleeding and we just sit there like typing away in the mirror <laughs> drinking coffee like in like some stupid skirt and tight clothes and we're all uncomfortable and we feel Minion. like awful and you, you just feel horrible and you know you can't just sit there well some people might but you can't really sit there with a hot water bottle can you know or have a little you know lie down like why 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 did we ever have periods in the office i really think we should all be working from home while we're on our period because elastic because i think when you feel rubbish in yourself you don't work as well but if you feel rubbish but you can make accommodations and you can you can have like your stretchy pants on and a hoodie and your hot water bottle or you know you can work from bed or in your lunch hour you can go and take a nap or you know you you know what I hate as well the awkward office thing where every other woman knows that you're on your period because you never take your bag to the toilet but then you take your bag to yeah, the toilet yeah, yeah. and then everybody so knows. Stupid. I mean, I've got no shame or problem with that, but it's just like, I just think it's silly. So I just want to scrap us being in the office for the sake of being in the office when really we'd be more productive and better, healthier at home. And, you know, yeah, that's what I want to shred. Could not agree more. Thank you. I'm literally clapping myself. <laughs> Bravo, bravo. Wonderful, Thanks, wonderful. Guys. So, Laura, after my passionate scouse speech <laughs> where I don't leave any space for the for spaces. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what are you shredding? That was terrible <laughs> Shredding. <laughs> shredding. Um, shredding. You know, so this week I have had training ten till four on Monday training 10 till 4 today wednesday had yesterday off for my birthday and it's like they're all necessary things and they're all okay things but my routine is out of whack and now like tomorrow so what i've started doing is i'll put in my diary my like weekly or monthly to do's and i'll give myself time every week and every month to do it because it just helps me get like i know i've got to get them done i always do but just having those times in yeah is really really helpful for me um but in doing that like i'm now looking at tomorrow and because i basically have three days out i've got about eight meetings in tomorrow just like little half hours here and there and it's already breaking up my routine and i'm just like oh my goodness why aren't yeah. i allowed to have fun why aren't i allowed to be taught new things like it's just ridiculous and i don't necessarily know what the change is but mm-hmm. that's why we don't discuss the shredder because we don't exactly. you don't have to bring changes to the shredder. You just stick it in and that's it. So it's, just, it's like automatic and then it goes like that's it. I just want to go. Get rid. Okay. I agree. Let's just Thanks. Let's get rid of it. Let's shred it. <laughs> I sound like a man in town that's going to sell you the echo, don't I? Do you want the echo, love? Do you want to shred the echo? <laughs> So for our like discussion this week, we thought we'd talk about getting older. So obviously Laura's just talked about her birthday. It's my birthday. Um next month I'm gonna be twenty-six. <laughs> um and we've just spoken obviously just before about um, 
you know, everyone's getting older. We're all sort of moving to that eventual end goal. Well, it's not not a goal, is it? Sorry, I didn't (laughs) hear. Maybe sometimes after a hard day, if it feels like that. I am going to achieve death. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like that sometimes. It's a goal. Um... Sorry, bit of bit of dark, depressive humour for you there. That's how we cope. Um, but yeah, so we're all moving to that, Laura. So I kind of want to hear your thoughts, not about death, but about getting older and how you feel about it. Like from from all angles, whatever whatever you feel about it. It's it's a really really interesting one, I think. Um, and oh, there's just there's so many sort of elements to it, really. Um, Obviously, you have, like, those societal things of, like, oh, my goodness, she needs to do X, Y, and Z by 30. Like, and I'm obviously, well, as we all are, but I'm a little bit closer than you to that 30. I love that, you know, I love that. <laughs> You're closer. It makes me feel better. Um, And also, you know, in terms of those things that you should have done by 30, you've done two of them, and I haven't done any of them. So, awesome. you should be. Put me to shame. <laughs> Stress me out. So much pressure right here, right now. Um... <laughs> You know, I literally moved to London just so people can stop being like, can you buy a house, please? Because genuinely couldn't afford one there. Uh, <laughs> but no, it is it is that thing of, like, I don't know. It's really difficult, I think, because the things that people kind of put that pressure on to say, you should have this by 30, they are things that I want. Yeah. But do I want to be putting that limit on it? Do I, like, it, it, it's yeah. hard. Like, because I think as well... Um, and I know we've touched on this before, but um, just to kind of go back into it, really, because it is kind of, it's pretty much my answer, really, in terms of looking at that getting older thing. I enjoy living, all right? I have an enthusiasm for life. I'm a, you know, I'm an enthusiastic person. I'm an energetic person, all those sorts of things, because I just like being here and I want to make the most of being here. So in looking at kind of getting older, really, I'm just like, well, all I'm going to do really is have more time to have more experiences. And if mm-hmm. anything, they'll be even better because I'll have learned more. So I'll be able to do more with them. And that is like the concept and the overarching bit I am fully on board with. And it makes me really happy and I'm quite chill about it. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that is what I try and have is like my, my positive mindset. Yeah. And, you know, that's the healthiest way to be and, and those sorts of things. But you do have those, it, it is like, you know, the slightly darker days and whatever and those sort of intrusive thoughts. Mm-hmm. Is that whole thing of like, I grew up, as, as most of us did, I was watching Disney and like going to church and stuff and everybody in Disney and in church gets married and has babies and that's it. And they buy a house or, mm-hmm. you know, in Disney they move into a castle because they're all yeah. princesses. Yeah. But like, that's it. And it's kind of, I definitely had my head going that way. Like, I've, you know, I've always said, this is the career I want. Then I want to, like, get married and have kids. And, like, that's pretty much what I've ever really thought about. But then kind of, you know, moving away at 19 and, you know, to go to uni and whatever and, like, really getting into my travelling and, like, I love having time to myself and all those sorts of things. Like, your whole mindset just kind of changes on it a little bit and, like... You know, I'm at a point now where 100% I'm the healthiest I've ever been. And there's a part of me that just kind of wants to sit with that and be like, just enjoy some me time in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. Because 
it's the first time ever I've truly felt like this. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be 30 in three years. And if yeah. I want to do the kid, like, I think ideally, if I could say, nah, I'm not having kids till 40, I would. But biology yeah. doesn't let you do that. Yeah. So it's that Unless kind you of... freeze your eggs. Yeah. Well, yeah, but then apparently that's painful and expensive. So it's like, you just screw me over here. Yeah, yeah. So I think it, it's that really tricky balance of like, I think ultimately I probably just need to find someone who is like, I get that we don't really want to do it right now, but we have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, someone on the same page. Yeah, basically yeah. is what it is. So I like I totally, you know, I'm all for it. And I, I massively when I look up to people and stuff like that, it is older people, you know, um, it's like your mad old women, like Jane Fonda and all them, who I mentioned last oh, time yeah, and yeah. stuff, like, you know, like your really bold women who do tend to be of a certain age and stuff and have all done life in certain, like, in slightly different ways. Yeah. And I'm all about that and they are all older and they do all embrace it and that sounds, but I think, I think it's particularly at this age as well because I also feel like once you kind of get to your 40s, so fuck it like whatever has happened at that point has yeah. happened but wow it's a new it's a new door isn't it a 40 yeah exactly whereas i think up until that point there are so many more choices and things you can do that will affect you beyond that that this is the point this is the time where you need to be making those efforts and you need to be getting into that stuff and you need to really be focusing on it um and that's the thing as well like i've had that said to me you know like talking to someone who oh, i hate that is massive you know she's done really well in their career and stuff but isn't is single in her forties, and she said, you know, it is something you have to think about. Like at my age, and I'm going, well, what do you want me to do to think? I know this is the one area of life as well where people are like, oh, you should do something about that. What do you do though? Just sign up to anything that knocks on the door because I tell you now, there are some creepy people out there that I don't want to sign up to. Oh, Laura, I I I was waiting to jump in. I've got some other points Sorry. to come back on, but really, I just. I just find that, like, what's the word? I can't even think of the word. Like, disgusting's not the right word, but it kind of is disgusting. Like, how dare people say that? Because you are brilliant and incredible, and I'm not being funny, but there's going to be very few people, really, that can match up to that level with you. So why should you settle for anyone less than, like, someone brilliant? Like, why are you just going to go, oh, I'll have you? Like, what? it's better to never be with anybody than be with someone that's shit. Could not really, agree isn't more. it? Like so, and people with their own little like snotty opinions and lives, and you know, in, yeah, intrusive questions about your life. Like, don't ask. Don't ask people when they're gonna get married. Don't ask people when they're gonna have a baby. Don't ask people when they're gonna buy a house. Like, don't ask people why they've put on weight. Just shut your mouth. Carry on, Laura. I just, I couldn't hold it in any longer. <laughs> no, I realised I'd done like a bit of a rant there. So no, by all means, you go now. But yeah, I think like... No, no, you of, carry on. No, I think that's like pretty much it. Is is that thing of on the overarching, like really healthy, positive mindset that I have like 80% of the time. It's mm-hmm. very much a thing of I love to be alive and I get to be. So I'm going to make the most of it. And as I get older, I'm going to get to do it better because I just know more and know how to do it. And also I care less. Which massively helps. Exactly. But the things that people do ask the intrusive questions about, they do correlate with my intrusive thoughts and they do correlate with my my wants in life as well. So I think it is just absolutely tell people to do one. But also I do think it's it's stuff that needs talking about because I find it as well. It's a bit of an odd one where 
if you as a, as a female commit to I'm talking about my career, my career is my focus, that's my like what I'm up to right now. People mm-hmm. then are amazed as soon as you mention the kids stuff. But then mm. if you just commit to the kids stuff, they almost don't want to give you the space to talk about the career stuff either. Uh, yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, we can't be like we only exist on one level. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. And I'm an old multifaceted woman and I'm gonna do everything. Exactly. So Exactly. Watch this space. Yeah, so I think one thing or I was gonna talk about when you were I thought I'd like jump in with when you were talking about that is like um you know about like i suppose me me being married and like having a house and stuff like that as well for like the stuff that you're you're enjoying right now and you're wanna do and like that's not the i don't think that's like necessarily the right thing for you at the moment anyway because it's like a choice to like it's a choice to buy a house and be like stuck down with a mortgage and know that really you can't just decide to give four weeks notice and then you're gone and you're going to go somewhere else or like being married as well. It's that choice and commitment in terms of to say, okay, we're going to sort of like follow the same path together. Obviously you can still do your own thing and that's fine, but like you've got to consider another person all the time as well. So it is like, it's like funny one of them. Um, so yeah, but I definitely you're living your best life right now, and you're gonna have a great year. And I'm gonna like tell you're just working, Laura, on a high frequency, and not everyone is at that as high frequency as you, and that's not a bad thing. Let's say that it's not a bad thing. Thanks. No, but that's the thing as well, isn't it? Because like as well, I mean, I'm gonna say this as an outsider, so obviously tell me in your relationship if this isn't true. <laughs> but like. Yeah. You have married Martin because he's Martin, not because you wanted to get married before a certain age. Like, you've not done anything on timelines as much as I'm refusing to do things on timelines. And that is how it should be. Like, stuff just happens as and when it does. Like, you know, quite rightly, as you've just said, I am doing my thing right now. And, like, I could have been with someone this time and it might have been nice to, but actually... I've had to look after myself and do my thing and now I'm going to go and enjoy that and someone will rock up and, you know, because I think that's how it all works, isn't it? You do what you like, someone's doing what they like and then you happen to do it at the same time in the same place and boom. like Exactly. But you're it. a much healthier person now for that, for what you've done this year. 100%. And why would you, like, want to meet someone and start a relationship if you weren't in that good place? Like, things can only get better from here, can't they? So you're in the best possible place should that occur. But yeah, 100% girl, you're working it. But yeah, like that's what is another thing I was going to say in terms of like, so I got married when I was 23 and that is like, it is young to get married. Baby. Maybe it wasn't in the 60s. I know, literally, like just turned 23 as well, <laughs> like three months after my birthday. Um, But yeah, but the funny thing for me is like, you talking about like growing up with Disney and like you saw that like replicated like about like marriage and kids and that's what you saw like that for me was literally like not something that I ever like wanted or had any expectations for and somehow I think the things that you always that you have as your big expectations in life they're the things you're always going to be chasing in a way if you know what I mean because that's what you have inbuilt. So I think for me, and you know, getting older, like my career expectations, like I feel like part of me is always going to be disappointed with where my careers are because the dream I sold myself as a teenager can never be a reality. And I don't mean like 
I don't mean like I couldn't achieve and I can't do great things. I don't mean that, but I just mean like, you know, I grew up on countless like you know teen films set in new york city where they work in like fashion <laughs> or like journalism you know like the devil wears prada oh, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that i think i grew up on that and i think i saw my career as being like that and that is not a reality yeah so i think that's the one area in my life where i'm always going to be a bit more like oh you know, I'm approaching this age, I'm aware I want to be in my yeah. career, that type of thing, because I've always thought about it. Whereas, like, marriage and other stuff, because that was never something I considered. It's, like, it's all kind of fallen into place, but I'd never, like, intended to make it happen, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, but then I suppose on, like, a an agent thing, like, I really, as I'm getting older, I'm really seeing agent as a privilege. Like, it really is a privilege to get older because not everyone gets to do it. Um, I know I've spoken about my mum before, but she died when she was 33. And I think about that all the time. And I think, like, by the time I'm 33, I want to have sorted all my things out. And I don't mean, like, achieve this and, like, you know, climb mountains or gone on dream holidays, but I just mean... I want to be like comfortable and doing great, great work every day and helping people and empowering people. And I kind of see not 30, but I kind of see 33 is the point where I'm yeah. like, if I'm not happy, then I'm going to make some, I don't know what, I don't know what it'll be like, but I'm going to have to make some big life decisions and get myself to a place that I am happy if I'm not, because life is truly too short and unknown to to be unhappy and to not you know to not be satisfied with what you're doing so I definitely think that but yeah aging is a privilege and I know it can be hard when like you know maybe we start getting gray hairs or like you know things don't look like they used to that type of stuff or you know these societal expectations are placed upon us but like at the end of the day you're the only person that matters in your life well you matter most not you're the only person that's very selfish but (laughs) you matter most um like stop judging yourself by other people's timelines or what you you know you're working towards what you want and that's your main priority so don't listen to what other people are doing or also as well like instagram social media is just a lie like none of us look like that all the time and none of us have got like you know great things going on and i always try and think this sounds bad but i was trying to think when someone posts something and i'm not like envious of it but i think Envy's not the right way, but I think, oh, you know, it makes you feel a bit, yeah. like, thingy about your own life. Like, it's important to remember that they'll have stuff going on. That's bad that you can't see. Yeah. So we, we, I feel like we've all got our own stuff going on. So, you know, don't live your life by other people's social media accounts. Yeah. Like, live for yourself. Okay, so a really good thing about that kind of envy piece, not too long ago, actually, and it's that thing of, if you're envious of a part of someone's life, to have that one part, you have to have their entire life and give up yours. Yes. So, and when you start thinking of it like that, because that's, a, you know, J-Lo, for example. Yeah. I want to look like her now. Uh, Never mind. Oh my gosh, I know she's like, honestly, I feel exactly the same. Look, she's incredible. Incredible, right. And, you know, and she is. And she she seems like her, a sound person and all those sorts of stuff and absolutely amazing. But if I was then going to be J-Lo, 
I'd have to not have all my friends, not have my family, not have my life experiences, and I'd have to take on hers. And I'm sure she's got a very nice time. And I, I don't mean this judgmentally at all because, you know, life happens how it happens for everybody. But, like, she's got, was it four broken engagements and marriages or, you know, stuff like that. Like, it, it's that sort of thing of, you know, heartbreak's horrible. I don't want to go through it four times just to look like J-Lo. I look like me. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? And exactly. when you start kind of rationalising it like I that, that yeah. I think it just helps make things, make, it puts things in much better perspective. And yeah. then you don't do yourself in as much. It's like, also, I would love to be Mrs. Dave Grohl. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because he's... I'm Mrs. Gerard Butler, by the way. Good choice. Yeah, good choice, <laughs> good choice definitely. Um, you know, but again, if I was going to do that, like, what would I get out of it? I'd get Dave. And he he's the most incredible man on the planet. But what do you lose to have that? Because it is that thing of you don't get to pick and choose if you're, like, obsessing over one part of their life to get that one bit. You do have to get the rest of it. And it's just... Exactly. Not necessary. No. Though part of me does kind of think Jared Butler would be kind of worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. Maybe just for like a 24-hour swap. You know, just to like trial it yeah. out, free trial. Do you like a wife yeah. swap, but with the butlers? <gasps> Wouldn't that be incredible? Anyway. anyway. But, yeah. but I think it's... I would st- I'd still pick my husband over Jared Butler any day. <laughs> a bargain, ba- bargain basement Jared Butler. <laughs> Ultimately yeah. as well, with even like with that ma- like that perspective too, it's all to do with satisfaction and like yeah. genuine appreciation for where you're at. Like I can sit sort of with myself and in my life and go, I'm gonna do this and I wanna do this and I'm gonna do that. But I I'm not lacking anything. Exactly. I, yeah, a hundred percent. Like there's only one area in my life at the moment really where I'm like feeling like uncontenting if that makes sense discontent discontent yeah we'll try that discontented there's there's one area in my life but sometimes like i let that area like make me feel like my whole life is yeah not good when really like like my life is great like there are bad parts like definitely like there's there's other stuff going on just you know it's not perfect but like you know, when I open my blind each morning and I look at the sunrise, like I remind myself to be grateful for another day on earth and, you know, great relationships and like a home and, and all of that. And like that's like that's what matters and like not the not the other stuff that I let me think like I let my brain makes me I can't speak tonight. My brain makes me think like it's every it's like what's that quote and it's like don't let a bad day trick you into having a bad life. Thinking yeah into thinking you've had you've got a bad life like yeah like there's there's so much good and we just have to we have to hold on to the good don't we really absolutely and yeah and i think that that's something that's actually been really nice about like you and i doing this together is like having these conversations now but we had versions of this when we were like 17 yeah, 18 exactly and at the yeah, time exactly. we thought like we were onto it and all those sorts of things as you do oh, yeah. and i'm sure if we came back to this in 10 years time we'd have yeah. changes as well it'd be amazing mm-hmm. um and i actually do you know what really brought that thought out to me in the past couple of weeks as well is the taylor swift's redone fearless oh oh, oh my gosh why have we not talked about this like oh oh my gosh Lord, we should turn <laughs> 
But I it can't is, believe I didn't that, even think about that. Because I remember, right, be it, and as, as I'm sure we all do. So I first discovered Taylor because, yeah. I, uh, you know, when you see like America's Got Talent on like a yeah, Sunday yeah. afternoon or something, and I had it on in the background or whatever when I was doing like, I don't know, GCSEs, A levels, whatever. And then um, she came on as like the artist. Okay, yeah. And she, I'm sure she played Tim McGraw, you know, like we're talking. Oh. Oh. classic cowboy boots long curly hair i know i know the look it's like it's like the silver dress i know exactly what you mean yeah oh, was it yeah it was like a silvery blue sparky dress wasn't yeah, it yeah exactly. yeah yeah i get you and i and i saw her do that and what i was a like tune. oh she's all right you know and then i was straight onto lime wire to oh LimeWire! <laughs> sorry i've just proper shouted but lime wire was the one like and you get like i used to have if i were a boy and it'd go music on the, on the man <laughs> Anyway, yeah, carry on, carry um, on. And yeah, like, and so I go into that, and obviously, you know, she she is a few years older than us, to be fair. Yeah. But still, like, I was with her on it, like, singing about, um, oh, 15. Was, I knew you were going to say 15. 15 oh, obviously. Honestly, cut that line of when all you wanted was to be wanted, wish you can go back and tell yourself what you know now. Exactly. And it's... Oh. Um, and like every single song of hers from like oh, that kind of time every. period, I can tell you exactly what boy I used to shout in my. Oh, place. Laura, like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and now, like hearing her new versions, yeah, it's mad because you can hear the maturity in her voice singing it yes. too. Yes, and yet it's still that sincere, and it's actually quite nice to be like, do you know what? When you were a teenager. It's valid. Like, it absolutely is. That is yeah. your world. That matters to you so, so much. Exactly. But you grow out of it. Like, all of that stuff that she well. used to sing about. Well, no, she didn't. Yeah. But, like, all of that stuff that she was singing about and what have you. And now she's redone it as somebody in a very stable relationship. Somebody exactly. who is massively middle-fingering a load of horrible people in the music industry. Somebody yeah. who is, you know like a million dollar artist and has done everything she could ever have wanted and all those sorts of things like growth it's incredible so so i've got like just a real life snippet moment of that which i'll just quickly tell you about so i've seen like i'm a a massive taylor swift fan i always have been like always will be like i'm not going to go into so much detail on it but like she's incredible Um, and i went to see her in 2018 june so that was a few months before we got married and um my husband took me and we had because we were saving for the wedding we were literally so skin like we drove to london this is how skin we were and made us pasta at home and we we parked the car in our friends like just outside london got the tube in and we carried our little tupperware boxes of pasta to eat in our travel lodge that's so cute <laughs> i know so we were so skin but anyway so when he came with me, and he doesn't like Taylor Swift, by the way, like he doesn't like Taylor Swift, but he drove me to London to see her, and he came with me to the concert, and like I got emotional because, like she's singing like Love Story and like Fifteen and like all the classics and stuff like that, and and like I had me you know soon to be husband sit next to me, and I'm thinking like that girl at like you know thirteen, fourteen, whatever, like she was crying over like boys and like you know how she looked and how she felt and all these like feelings, and then. Like, I'm sitting next to the man that I'm just about to marry and I don't feel that, like... You know, it was like a, it was like a full circle moment. Like, I had to come yeah, full circle. I love that And it that was just... It was just so nice. And, 
yeah and that's exactly what it is though she's got that growth and like I I have felt that growth in myself during that time and it was just like it was just a wonderful it was just a wonderful feeling (laughs) no that's amazing and I think that's it it's such a sign of like good music and like proper you know yeah leaders in society and that kind of thing because as much as you might not like her music and all that kind of stuff. I think for so many, particularly young females, she does just hold that really special place because she was singing about what we were doing and exactly. no one else and, was. Exactly. I keep, I said this to Martin the other day and it really annoys me because I feel like so much in society, I know this is like a off-topic thing now, but I feel like teenage girls are always laughed at because the teenage girls and it's like it's like our thoughts and feelings like aren't taken seriously yeah. and I hate that. Like, it really, really annoys me when people get, oh, okay, so she just talks about, like, the boys that she broke up with. And I just think, shut up. I literally just want to say, shut up. Like, have you ever been a teenage girl? Probably not. So you'll never know what it feels like to have someone literally sing. Like, my dream, I know I'm married, but my dream proposal would still be, you know, at the end, the love story when he's like, he nails to the ground and pulls <laughs> out a ring and says, yeah like literally i used to listen to that song when i and even though i didn't dream about getting married really as a kid but like that was how our dreamy proposal would be it wasn't mine was lovely still but the swiftier heart Ugh. maybe for me second husband if he's listening to what I'm <laughs> gerard get on the phone <laughs> nah you'll just have to if you do like a 10 year vow renewal but get like the yes. proposal for it Oh my gosh, yeah, we're definitely going to renew our vows in seven years because I, or I've been married for three years soon. Um, I'm going to yeah, be on my like, wedding. No, sorry, selfishly, I'm sat here going, am I going to have a number by the time you're around 10? This is going to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I reckon. If that's what you want and it's the right thing, yeah. This week, the question that I had for Jess was such an amazing question that as soon as she saw it, she was like, well, I just want to ask it back to you. So we're not going to have two different ones this week. It's just going to go between the both of us. Um, And the question is, Jessica, what? Don't call me that. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting serious now. You've got to answer a question. Um, Okay, Laura, yes. (laughs) What is the best piece of work advice you've ever been given? So... I feel like all the pieces of work advice I've been given, and they're normally from like articles or books or magazines or all of that, really. I think they're all rubbish because what I've kind of really come to realise in the past year, maybe more so since doing this podcast and like speaking to people, is that like work is basically just like an exchange of service for labour. No, that's no money, an exchange of labour for money and so all these like tips and stuff like that blah 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 do this do that blah like does it really get you anyway I'm not sure so (laughs) but what I do feel like is a good piece of like advice that I have that I use in work is sort of like stuff that my dad's taught me over the years and it's not like he sat me down and gone like listen dress he sounds nothing like that um (laughs) I can't do an impression of his voice um but it's obviously, I think it's just the way he's brought me up and that's, you know, with like trying to be kindness to everyone, respect and integrity and in the work. So I've sort of took that on board and in the workplace, I've basically, it's all about how you conduct yourself for me 
And I think as long as you conduct yourself with that integrity and with that kindness, and you're basically a good human being. Like I've got a very strong moral compass. Yeah. Like I've wrote notes. I'm reading off my post-it notes. Um, and I feel like, you know, you can't control everything that happens and you can't control the way employers speak to you sometimes. And, you know, I feel like I've had a lot in my career. Like, you know, oh, drop that person's name to get that done quicker. Or, oh, do that, do that, blah, blah. And you sort of like backed into a corner sometimes. And I think what my dad's taught me, which I've taken into the workplace, is that as long as you can sort of like rest easy on how you've conducted yourself and, you know, when you like lie there in bed at night thinking about what how the day's been or previous times, if you're like comfortable in what you've done and you're happy in the you you've acted with integrity regardless of the situation, as long as sort of you can sleep easy on that, that's all that matters to me. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like that's what I've taken into the workplace. So yeah, not like a particular piece of advice, but just like how you act and you know, I think because one thing you guys always told me as well from a work point of view is like and I would do it anyway, but always leave on good terms. Yeah, don't burn your bridges. Yeah, and even if something bad's happened, like, just be polite about it and move on and get over it. But just, like, leave on good terms. And, like, you know, I just, yeah, I just think, like, you can do all these amazing things in work, blah, blah. I know that I am good at my job and I work hard, but, like, being a good person and my integrity and my morals matter more to me. Do, do you know what I mean? Completely. And so, that's sort of like my my piece of advice, or it's how I conduct myself anyway. Um, so, what's yours? <laughs> Do you know what? Actually, I love that this has kind of come out so similar because well, as soon as you said to me that you were going to ask me, I was like, oh crap. Yeah. Because I don't really have anything Yeah. quite similarly to what you're saying. But I racked my brains on it and I was like, think of something somebody said to you in work and kind of relate it. Mm-hmm. to like work advice as it were and initially this might sound really silly but it has got a link I promise so nothing's ever silly on this podcast it's all very it's a safe space deep. um so obviously I'm in marketing and work quite closely with sales because of that <clears throat> and um something that um somebody quite senior in our business has, has said to me when I've been kind of oh how do we get like how do we get this across and like looking at ways of doing things is People buy from people. Yeah. And it's that whole thing of nobody wants to be sold to, nobody wants to be marketed to, but people are open to having a good conversation that's got their problems at the centre with their solutions coming at the end of it. Yeah, 100%. But with that though, like how are you a person that people want to do that with? And I think for me, it actually really comes back to being yourself. So I'm really, mm-hmm. I consider myself massively blessed that my first like proper job has been um, in a place where it's actually been a really safe place for me to be who I am. Like I am somebody who is quite unapologetically me anyway, but I've been able to do that here at work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been rewarded for that. I've been encouraged in that like you know I go into I've had meetings and stuff where people have not just commented on like oh Laura can do this but like they'll say that my energy has helped something and that's a really personal Mm -hmm. thing and that's so exactly it's almost more lovely to hear than like oh she couldn't do a powerpoint deck or whatever like it's like exactly I 
helped that. And so I think it's that thing of when you're in work and particularly if you're moving to different like new places or getting introduced to new people, you are kind of selling yourself. As you say, you know, it's labour for money. So you're selling yourself for that. You're selling your time and all those sorts of things. So who's going to buy that? Well, people buy from people. So if you're going to go and work with others and you're going to sell yourself into a situation, people are only going to buy it if you act like a person and if you're not a robot and if you are you. And that's just... To me, it can be really, really difficult. But as soon as you get that comfort and confidence in yourself, that's when life happens. Exactly. Like, I agree with 100 billion. Everything you've just said there is so spot on, like being yourself. And I've said this before on the podcast as well, but if you don't feel like you can be yourself where you are... Get a new job. You're not in the right job. Like, I don't feel like I can be 100% me at work. But that's only because, like, I've got a got a public persona and a private persona and i don't mean that in the way of like like i'm an international <laughs> celebrity Montana, but I just mean, Cyrus. yeah but i just mean like you know this gesture in a presentation um you know she's talking very confidently and she's telling you these are the key priorities and this is what we're doing and you know i've got that like this is yeah. who i am and then i've got like i suppose i've got uptight jess and i've got laid back jess and uptight jess goes to work and lay back Jess spends the money. So I say this, at work, I am type A the whole time I'm working. Oh, so am I. But at home, I'm type A to get the plans made and the chores done. And the rest of the time, I'm type B. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, yeah, like, that's spot on. Yeah. It's like, I um I used to be an extrovert when I was younger, but I'm very much on the borderline now. And I think people in work would say I'm extroverted. Yeah. If you're listening and you know me from work, tell me. Um, and I think people who know me at home would say I'm introverted. But I'm just in the middle. Because I can turn it on. Like, I know yeah. how to turn, like, work Jess on. And, like, it's like... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, sometimes you listen to yourself and you, you feel a bit like... Like, you want to roll your eyes yeah. at yourself. But you have, to, you have to do it that way, don't you? Do you know what I mean? But you just think... yeah completely but yeah so yeah this is actually i know normally we try and go for like a sentence or two it's quite snappy but we have had a song so i've then gone exactly yeah you put it in (laughs) i've gone for a bit of a, a poem actually um and i actually know of it because of a film called coach carter which if you haven't seen well, you're a fan of things like Remember the Titans and all that. Highly recommend you watch it. Samuel L. Jackson plays a basketball coach. Channing Tatum in his younger days is in it. Also got Skills Taylor from One Tree Hill. Throwing it all out there. So you got the like the mix, the 90s mix. Oh yeah, really good solid mix. Um, and yeah, so the at the end of the film, um, they read this out and it's... Um, yeah, I, it just really touches me, I think. And I think it hits on all the points that we've been talking about in terms of, like, you know, not being afraid and knowing yourself and, you know, being happy and excited to be you for as long as you get to be and making the most of that. Um, So I'm just going to go through it. I did do speech and drama, so hopefully I'll keep... I'll keep... I'm going to look in. away from you to not point... To not point... Know, to not I'll, put you out. I'll try and... Like you're going to go Shakespeare really now. about it. We're good. You'll never be a scout <laughs> with me. <laughs> okay. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate, 
Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is not our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we consciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Woohoo! I love Fat Laura and Miss McGowan. <laughs> um, do you know what that line there about like, and as we let our own light shine, we consciously give other people permission yes. to do the same. That is so true. It's like, you see someone do something and you think, oh, I can do that too. And then you do it. And then someone else thinks, oh, that means I can do it. And oh, that yeah. is, that's the perfect way to end the podcast. Like, so much to take We from are that. all in it together. And we can go and be bigger and better than we ever thought. Yeah. And if you need, like, you know, anyone, like, listen, if you need someone to hype you up, like, tag me and Laura in, like, your social media yeah. posts. Because we will, like... We were like hype, hype people, queens. like one billion percent. Like you need people in your life to hype you up, and it's important to. This is totally unrelated, like, but I feel like it's important to listen when there's silence from the people that aren't hyping yeah. you. Yeah, does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, it's the 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 best people to have around are the people that can be there for you despite what they're going through. So, th- go on a slight tangent, but. There's this really cool thing in Japanese culture where basically when you're at dinner, you don't fill up your own glass, but you consciously make an effort to fill up everybody else's because it's that thought of, well, if everybody's doing that for each other, then everybody's glasses will stay full. So, you know, it is, it is that I absolutely agree. You've got to look after yourself and you've got to get solid in yourself. And, you know, you can't, you can't pour from an empty cup. That's all coming from a full jug. However... You know it. You've got it is so worth putting the good out there and like putting the balls out there and putting the confidence out there because it will come back to you. You know, shutting yourself off and isolating yourself and not taking care of yourself and not putting any effort into relationships is only gonna ever hurt you in the long run. Like if you make that effort with other people and you make that effort with yourself, it's never gonna be easy. But it's the only way to do it and it's the only way to be supported whilst doing it. Yeah, it's worth it. It's not easy, but it's worth it. One billion percent. Thanks for that, Laura. That was a lovely note to end on. Let's go to Japan. <laughs> um, when we do our world tour of the podcast, I feel like maybe we should just change our podcast queue. queue? We should just rename ourselves the Tangents Podcast, but that's our favourite <laughs> thing to do. So yeah, thank you everyone for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, I'm at... Um, at jessicawkins.co.uk and instagram laura's a laura meets world one three um you can get in touch with us there or you can join us on twitter with the hashtag thriving well nine to five and um, please if you've listened to this episode please 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 write us a review because it really makes a massive difference to us and then we can take over the podcast world um so yeah thank you so much we'll see you next See you in two weeks. Hope you enjoy. Thank you. Bye-bye. And thanks to Evan Digital for the production of this podcast.